Hello, my name is Brenna Bay, and I'm a Senior Construction Associate here at Edwin Co. Welcome to the first in our series of podcasts about residential construction. The goal of these podcasts is to discuss and address potential pitfalls that often arise on residential construction projects. Numerous of the topics which we will discuss in these podcasts are also covered in our guide entitled What to Know Before You Start Digging a Hole, which can be found on our website. I would highlight that the information within these podcasts is general guidance only and may not necessarily apply to your particular situation, since of course every construction project is different. Therefore, I would strongly recommend that before you undertake any sort of construction project or sign any agreements or appointments, you seek professional advice. So I thought we'd start off the podcast with one of the standard questions I always get asked. Do I really need a written contract or appointment? My response, of course, to that question is an emphatic yes. Now, I appreciate for most people, it seems costly and time-consuming to agree a written contract, especially when the works that are going to be done seem a very small job and not worth a lot of money. Also, contractors and professionals sometimes say they don't want to be contractual, implying that it's a bad thing to need a contract or that asking for one implies that the parties don't trust each other. Of course, you will have some sort of contract with any contractor or professional who you pay to do work for you. That contract might be completely oral, something maybe made over an agreement made over the telephone or through various discussions. These days, more likely, there are various documents such as maybe a fee quote and a lot of emails that detail the agreement between the parties. The problem with these sorts of contracts, though, is that typically they are either missing or unclear about various terms and conditions, and it is these uncertainties that generally lead to disputes. So some examples of the types of uncertainties which arise where parties haven't agreed a formal written contract are things like the scope of the works and services. What actually have the parties agreed will be done for the fee that has been quoted? Is the fee that's been quoted a fixed fee? Or will it increase, say, if the cost of the project increase due to, I don't know, maybe an outbreak of a pandemic? What is the date for completion of the works or services? What happens if the project is delayed? And whose responsibility is it for such delay? How much is the contractor or consultant to be paid? And when are those payments to be made? And in the hopefully unlikely event that the parties fall out for some reason, what rights do the parties have to end their agreement? It would be expected that these and various other issues would be addressed in a formal written agreement, just in the case such matters arise. So I've hopefully sold you on the need for a proper written appointment or contract. The next question then is, what form of contract or appointment should be used? Within the construction industry, we have a vast number of what are called standard form contracts or appointments, which are basically templates, forms of agreement, which can be used depending on what works or services are being undertaken and the type of project. In relation to building contracts, uh, the most common form used in the UK is from the Joint Contracts Tribunal, or otherwise known as uh, JCT. The thing is, JCT publishes a plethora of contracts, so you need to use the appropriate JCT contract for your project. We'll talk in detail in another podcast about the different forms of JCT contract and how do you determine which is the correct one to use. Turning to consultants, architects, engineers, and surveyors um, each have their own industry standard forms of appointment. So the Royal Institute of British Architects, or REBA, provides a variety of appointments for architects. The Association of Consultancy and Engineering, or ACE, does the same for engineers, uh, for structural engineers and mechanical and electrical engineers, for example. Um, and the Royal Institution of Chartered Surveyors, or RICS, has appointments for the various surveying professionals, so building surveyors, quantity surveyors, and the like.
Again, in further podcasts, we'll talk about these different types of consultant appointments in more detail. The point for now is to illustrate that entering into a formal written contract or appointment is not as difficult as it may seem. While there is a need to cater each contract or appointment to the specific project and parties, something we'll discuss in another podcast, provided the parties select the correct contract or appointment as a starting point, it does not have to be overly time-consuming nor costly to agree a written contract. In fact, what typically causes contract negotiations to become protracted is that in seeking to formalize a written agreement, the parties discover that they have not, in fact, considered or discussed certain elements of the project, and doing so causes both sides to identify issues that need to be resolved. For example, when reviewing what services should be included within a written agreement, it might highlight the need for a different type of consultant or to change the scope of services. While such negotiations may lead to an increased time and cost at the outset of the project, it will undoubtedly save time, cost, as well as a lot of headaches later in the project's life cycle. So in conclusion, um, the objectives of this first podcast were to introduce the series and discuss why a written agreement is required for any construction project. Hopefully I've dispelled some of the stigma around written appointments and contracts and shown that there is nothing wrong with being contractual. Rather, a written appointment or contract assists both parties to understand the agreement they've made and importantly, what will happen if certain circumstances arise during the project. Additionally, setting things out in writing provides the parties the opportunity to really consider the project to hopefully be able to mitigate some potential disputes during the course of the works. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and will join me again next time.